8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Thanks for that. Uh, can you see there? So let, let me then let me then uh, now sketch the scenario. There has been protests, service delivery protests, as you know, all around our country this year. Um, more so this year, it's increased, but they were certainly last year, and it's been going on for a good number of years. But I think it has increased, and and what has been very disturbing, a is the frequency. They have a legitimate right to protest, but the disturbing part about the protest is the fact that there are so many protests, it does suggest so many people are unhappy. They are disgruntled, they are dissatisfied, they feel they, they don't have a voice, and their protest is a way, a legitimate way, let me, let me add that, to, to put their voice forward, to demand um, or to push for change. Now, that's one part of it. The other thing that is, is very disturbing as well is the, the large number of these seemingly legitimate protests that then turn into violent protests where it appears to be the norm or the vogue, if I can call it that, that people then plunder and loot. And and sometimes it's loot to steal for themselves, but at other times it's to plunder, to simply destroy. But when I say simply, simply is the wrong word, to destroy. So you find yourself in a situation where there is no, um, you know, a, a very important building will, will not be there uh, and, and suddenly it's destroyed. It could be a school, it could be a hospital, it could be so many things indeed and suddenly that's all gone. And it certainly gets me thinking about uh, this issue here about protesters because today, once again, we had a protest in Pumalanga and a mall was burned down and a post office. Now, now you work it out, whatever the issues, uh, and just by the way, let me just interrupt with a soccer score. Belgium have taken the lead against England um, and England followers will, will, will appreciate the goal. A, a wonderful curler coming from a guy by the name of... Uh, uh, Adnan Januzaj, once of Manchester United, still in the Belgium side, and he scored a great curling goal into the top corner of the net there. So today there were protests in Pumalanga, a mall and a post office burned. Whatever the issues that people had, how did they get to a level of burning a mall in a, in, in a post office? But it's not the first time. We know that. So the question we're asking is not why are they protesting. They have absolutely legitimate reasons to protest. The bigger question really is what do we do about people who protest and plunder. How do we turn that around? And there's been a discussion between all of us, myself and um, my, my production team with uh, Lebor and, and Ben, and we were talking about it off air to say, you know, should we look at the way that they possibly get, should they get fined for that? Should they need to pay or, or perhaps do a, a community service? So either pay physical money if they've destroyed a post office in that area because they're from that same community. Should they pay... Um, a fine, should they do a community service in that same post office to rebuild it, for example, something that will directly impact on them. Um, you may want to give me your thoughts on what the right solution is, but if I put this to you, should they be asked to pay? Should money be deducted from them, uh, from social grants and everything else, if it's found, and you, and you have to find out, uh, if it's found that they've been proven to have destroyed property during legitimate service delivery protest. So I'd like to get your opinion, 0891-104207. My guest for now, Reverend Import George Molebansi, who is the Director Convener of the All Nations Evangelical Missions of Southern Africa. Reverend Molebansi, Molebansi, good chatting to you. Thanks for your time. Yes, oh, thank you very much. Uh, 
Thank you. Now, now you've heard me talking about this, and, and the, the gist of it is just less about the political reasons why people protest, but more about how is it that protesting turns violent where property must be damaged to make a point. And the bigger question we're asking is, should they therefore then be, be asked to pay, physically pay for what they've damaged? Well, that, that, that is a very important question. But the real issue is that these people we are talking about, they happen to belong to a particular uh, either metropolitan or a district municipality. And uh, there are real issues if you look at the district municipalities, and therefore it is important to take that context together and, and be able to look at it from that point of view and say that if the particular uh, people who, who come from different wards or you know, in a particular district municipality are not happy about the way in which the ward system is, 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 is performing, and then they, they raise their concern, it is entrenched in the law for them to do that. But there, there should be a peaceful protest march where, where it, it, it becomes a very most important, vital way for people to speak about issues that matter to them, for the people in authority to listen to them, for instance. Okay, but so, now, but here's the point, right? We, we understand why, you know, the, the way to quell service delivery protests is for government to deliver service, right? But once they're protesting and they, and they are plundering, should they be made to physically pay for it in some way or the other? As much as I, I, I'm, I'm hearing you and I'm, I'm in a building block for you for us to come there, the issue here is that we should look at the structures in which they come from, communities that they come from under this district municipality or metropolitan municipality, and begin to understand them from that context and say, why is it that the structures where these people come from don't seem to be accountable they don't seem to be in control to be able to uh, deal with the issues that are raised by the people instead of people out of rage and anger and then allowing the criminal element to become part of the whole march, protest march, which is supposed to have been airing the issues of the people to those in authority so that those in authority can respond. But then it becomes a criminal activity as you see it, and as you see it even in Bimpopo. I mean, for people to destroy their amenities, mm, that mm. should not be the way forward in this country anymore. That should be even uh, allowed in a protest march where people are, are, are violent and criminal ends are involved in looting and destroying the, the, the activity corridor, for instance, in Bimpopo. How will people then survive in this important service services are destroyed. Well, I mean, that's, that's the reality. So, so the point is, therefore, once they are destroyed by, by protesters, by criminals, do we just let them go away or do we arrest them and actually make them physically pay for it so they know that the cost is felt by themselves personally? Yes, I agree with you. That first is that the, the right to protest as it is intended in our constitution should be re-exercised, and people need to be educated about the right way to protest legally in the country. Because the police don't allow any legal matches in this country, as you and I know. And the problem that we have of communities, therefore, just being angry and seeing them doing what they're doing, I'm questioning the very important factors in which these communities come from. 
Okay, just but pause I for a second. We'll we'll pick up on that, and there are lots of implications. Yes. And I want to get I, okay. Just just hold it for a second because we're we're going to develop that. And I also want to invite uh, you as a listener, people listening in. You were talking about service delivery. We're talking about properties once again being demolished and and smashed up, not just looted, absolutely destroyed. What do we do about the protesters who do that anyway? How do we punish them, or do we just turn a blind eye? I want to hear from you. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. With- 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. It's the big picture around people who protest legitimately and then that protest turns ugly and uh, you get two groups, people who then use the protest to loot and the others, uh, that's for their personal gain, the others to just damage property, which means nobody benefits whatsoever. Even the cook doesn't benefit. What are your, what are your thoughts about it? Are you fed up about it? And, and the concern we have is what's the way to deter is the is the best well well first of all if it's illegal they should probably go to jail anyway but are there mitigating circumstances and the point that we're bringing up is should we get to a situation where if the person is identified because i mean that's key um, and then convicted should the cost of whatever they've damaged then be be taken away from whatever they earn now the flip side may be like how much do they earn in the first place or how much can you take away just think about that and you give me your thoughts on that walter from newcastle go ahead hello hello how are you yeah good talking to you walter go ahead what's what's your thoughts yeah my thoughts is that uh, a government is responsible for this violent protest because firstly the, the government of south africa knows that people are struggling especially to find a job. We always say there's a problem, there are no jobs. Then I don't understand how do you let people from outside, like having the truck drivers that are from outside this country working, while we've got guys here that are not working. So that's why I'm saying the government is responsible. Yeah, but I'm saying to you they may be responsible for poor delivery. No, people are angry. Okay. From my point of view is that uh, this this violent protest is the only language that this government understands. So, because are you saying it's okay? Do that in the first place. You got you got our rainbow chicken is struggling. Yes, you bring chickens from outside. I don't understand how you do that as a government. Okay, but are you are you I saying violent protest is okay? Power that are benefiting from bringing these things outside. You know, you got your guys from Somalia and they are making money here in South Africa, yet there are guys who are not All right, but now, but now, Walter, Walter, listen, listen to me. What I'm asking you is, is it okay to be violent? Okay, I'm not saying it's okay, but uh, from my view, I think it's the only language that this, our government understands. That's okay. why people are it's thinking, the, uh, it's using the violence. Only language. So, so you'd be okay. Got that? You, you'd and if if you know somebody who's been violent, you would you would you sympathize with them? Or would you tell them they're wrong? Obviously, they, they, they are wrong. But we must find the source of the problem. What is the source? Because if you just say you'll arrest someone, they will tell you you don't have enough space in jails and things like that. If you arrest me, someone else will come and do it tomorrow, again and again. And you're going to keep arresting people until when. Why don't you deal with the source? What is the source of that violent protest? Okay, well, there you are. That's your yeah. opinion. While you deal with the source, in the meantime, there are ongoing problems. Do we just turn the blind eye? Do we say, we understand your plight, therefore, if you plunder, if you destroy, we don't like it, but we're okay because we understand the big issue? Or do you, do you say, 
we'll try and resolve the long-term problems, but we cannot tolerate plunder of these properties that have a direct impact on service delivery, further service delivery in, in those same communities um, anyway. All right, Shibani, um, Shibani Johannes, right, from Bloemfontein. Hello. Yes, sir. Thank you for calling in. What's your viewpoint? Thank you, man. Um, allow me to say that um, this is definitely uh, um, psychological. And the reason I'm saying this is because um, before during struggles, people um, were dealing with things by burning stuff, burning tires, uh, uh, buildings. And this, even with the current life right now, it is still continuing. It's a matter of it's a mentality. We, 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 it's a high time that we change that mentality. You cannot burn a building that costs about 30 million, and then even if we can make a person pay, you will not even be able to afford. So the only thing is that these people need to be arrested. And my biggest question is that if people manage to even ban malls, where were the police? What did they do? Because um, I can tell you police were present, but now it is very surprising that you will not even have an arrest in this kind of... This is really a barbaric behavior. And, and mentally, it has to stop. People need to stop. Um, they need to deal with things in a different way than banging stuff. Okay. Even their own things. How, so how, how do we stop everything. them? I mean, besides the policing, what, what do you... Uh, if we are able to arrest that person who's doing this, what you, as you call it, barbaric behavior, what, what should be done about it? Yeah, that is a problem. Uh, because now the system as well is so difficult as well. You might make an arrest... But when you go deeper in terms of evidence and everything, you find these people working on the street at the end of the day. And at the time, you cannot even come out from that loss. So this is a very difficult situation. But my words is that mentally, our mind needs to change. Mentally, our minds need to change. Thank you for that one there. That's uh, another very important opinion. I'll get to other callers as well. But let's go back then to our guest, Reverend Import George Molibanti. I will get to Stanley, Colin, Adrian, and every one of you around. How do we deal with service delivery protests that turn violent? How do you deal with the individuals that become perpetrators of this violence that actually destroys property some of them to plunder for personal gain? You know, they you'll see them run into a store and they'll take all the things themselves. Others to actually commit arson and burn down a place in both cases the community suffers how do we deal with it do we do we do we convict them do we have no sympathy do we have sympathy do they pay a fine do we deduct some monies from the little bit they have am i missing something here i would i would like you to tell me uh reverend molebatsi you know we were talking earlier on about some of the thoughts you may just want to pick up on some of the things the callers have said yes yes uh <clears throat> We can say that there's a barbaric behavior, there's a psychological problem, because that's how in the previous uh, apartheid South Africa uh, struggles were waged against the apartheid system and all that, where the police were the enemies of the people. Today, there's a clearly legally entrenched uh, system uh, in terms of the in Section 17 of the Constitution that clearly delineates exactly how to... to protest action be conducted in South Africa, and what is the role of the police? So for me, I'm saying that there's a time when, and it is now this time, because as I said, if we just deal with a crowd or a mob without knowing the identity, who are these people? Uh, do they have a petition to, to show that what they are doing 
it is a real issue and it's a real matter or are people taking advantage out of but the I mean, that, does it, does it of matter? that are poor, that, have, that, that are still living like apartheid. Is still but but let me ask you this and, then. And, and then to, but, but, to further their own criminal agenda. Okay, but, but Reverend Molibatsi, if somebody has been identified, if somebody has been identified as committing arson, I'm saying identified physically by maybe a police officer on duty or we now have video cameras just about everywhere, right? If somebody has been yes. clearly identified as having committed a, um, uh, an, an act of arson, what do we do with that person then? Do, do we go into their story or do we say you've done something like a red card in soccer? It doesn't matter what your background is. You've committed a bad tackle. You're off. Yeah, that, that's why I said. These are socioeconomic uh, uh, related. It's not just a, 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 a non-service delivery, a protest match, you know. No, no, I need a house. No, they, they are socioeconomic in nature, these problems. That is why I'm saying if you look at the district municipalities, and there are various work systems that need to take care of every people living in that particular work. They need to look at the socioeconomic development of those people. Those people need to be answerable. When people go out of hand and, and they do such, that means there's something wrong in where the people come from. And that's where we need to pin up the problem because they have, they have the city police, they have the law enforcement police, uh, and they have also the SEPs. They could be working together with the community and, 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 and the work system and say, but what are the issues here and how can we resolve them so that such destruction of amenities and business uh, or activity corridors that are important to a community shouldn't be destroyed. There's no need for mm-hmm. that. Okay, let's so, do this. I'll take, I'll take four calls in one go before we get to the next World Cup crossing. So, uh, Crystal, Stanley, Colin, stick around. Adrian, give me your thoughts. Hi. Adrian, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Yeah, Adrian, go ahead. Hi. Uh, uh, Adrian, yes, you're okay. on the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, uh, I think. Yes, I think this problem lies squarely at the feet of government. Okay. And uh, let me just turn my radio down here. All right, please, please do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think this problem, as I said, this problem lies squarely at the feet of government. Um, governments get get paid millions and billions, literally, to control our country, to control all these organs of the state, be it health, be it safety, security, housing, whatever service de- delivery. But if you go, if you look at some of the municipalities, the hospitals, the other day I was at Northdale Hospital. I mean, health gets such a large uh, portion of, uh, of the budget, but yet the entrance to the hospital is rotting. Okay, it's but, but, disgusting. But, it's, right. got, it's got uh, architecture that's from the apartheid era, era that's in place. All right, there. so Adrian, and let me just bring you to focus here. What I'm saying, I hear you, right? Now, now that we know yes. that part, when someone yes. then commits an uh, protest and then commits uh-huh. arson, burns a property down, smashes a hospital yes. to make a point, what do you feel about that person? I, I feel that person needs to be arrested immediately because just as in a, any criminal act, you are endangering the lives of, of, of the people, and it goes against the Constitution for you not to tackle these individuals the way you tackle a criminal. So the although... moment you endanger somebody else's life and be in the, in the name of politics or whatever your belief is, it, it constitutes a criminal act. Okay. And I think that 
government sits back and they watch this, uh, watch this happening. And, you know, then they come in at the right time. And then they want to be the the judge and the jury, uh, so to speak. Okay. You, so, so I think yeah. I think this thing is being played out. People are being coerced into into committing these acts, uh, you know. And uh, as I said, government has the power. They have the money. They have the 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 right. the, the, the uh, budget to put cameras in virtually every uh, light pole okay. in the country, okay. so Adrian, that you can see what people are doing. You've made your point of view, and you made it very, very strongly indeed. Government to blame in the first instant, but you certainly can't tolerate what else happens with others. I'll get to the other calls in a minute. Uh, Colin, let's get your opinion. Hi, Colin, you're on the air. Colin. Well, Ashra, yeah, you're on the air, Good evening. Yeah, good evening. Good evening to your guest there. Ashra, you know something I disagree. Government is to blame for a per, uh, certain portion, but government is not to be blamed the way individuals are brought up and the way they act and loot and vandalize and things like that. Okay, so government when they when they do that, what should happen? Not the living service. If you protest, Ashra, mm-hmm. you do it in a peaceful manner. You don't stone people's cars. Okay. Um, Alright, uh, now Colin, now, now let's say they've so done that, that right? I mean? Now let's say so they've stoned the cars. Now what should we what should we do about these people? Vandalism is going on now. Because government does condemn it. It does. But government is partially to blame. And you know, I feel sorry for the 20% of the uh, the blacks that we've got in this country that are law, law-abiding citizens. But it's now 25 years almost into, into democracy. These youngsters were born. Okay, let's... And they are 23 years old, and they are growing up as vandalism and vandalizing okay. and things like that. All right. thugs, Colin, let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Parents to blame for that also. All right, Colin, sure. got that. Thank not to sure about the 20 and the 80s, suggesting, feeling sorry for the 20 and maybe not the 80, not to sure where the numbers are, but I think your point is valid and, and many will agree with you that whatever the, the issue around service delivery frustrations, in which world, in which order constitutionally or your moral order does it ever say you can now plunder and destroy to make a point. I'll get to Stanley and Crystal. I want to get your opinions in a second. At SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. We are talking about uh, protests, uh, service delivery protests, and service delivery protests that turn violent, and service delivery protests that turn violent where people plunder and they rob and they steal, but they certainly destroy property. And the question is, what is it that causes them to do that? And very importantly, in the context of our discussion, what do we do about them? What's the deterrent? Is the fine arrest? Do we need to have some sympathy for them because of the peculiar situation where they come from? You tell me. My guest is Reverend uh, Import George Molebati, Director Convener of the All Nations Evangelical Missions of Southern Africa. Uh, some some tweets we've got. So Ibrahim Siep is saying, let me just pick that up. Um, uh, I must not lose that. Okay, I'll get to that in a second. Let me get to let me get to the two of the callers that we had on hold uh, earlier on. Um, Crystal, uh, and then we'll get to Stanley. Crystal, go ahead. Hi. Hey, Joseph. Yeah, you? Crystal, how's it, man? Hey, Ty, I should say. Yeah, to you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, I want to comment and say these protests that are taking place, 
they are now becoming more of a revolution, or you can call it an uprising of some sort. Because remember that violence, Ashraf, we used it to gain this democracy, the political power that we have right now. We use violence to get it. Do you think it was the same thing? And then we are still going to use it to gain the economic freedom that we are looking for. Because it worked, and it's going to work again, because it has to work. People cannot continue living like this. Why, why does this violence... Ha- but wait, Crystal, you're, yeah? saying, you're saying this violence has to work. Why, why do you think it, it has to work? Ah, there's no other way, Ashraf. Because, you know, other people, they think now they are going to sit comfortably while the majority of the people are, are suffering. You know the majority are suffering, and then the few is comfortable in their couches there. And so, then they expect everyone to be fine. Okay, so here's somebody uh, in your somebody protesting. All right, but Crystal, you. there's somebody protesting yes. in your area, right? Whatever the reason is, and they get to a hospital uh, where you live in uh, Matatieli, and they burn the hospital down to make a point. Yes. Would you sympathize with them? Oh, of course, you cannot sympathize when now people who are sick are being disrupted or they are being disadvantaged. But Ashraf, there is no other way. I'm telling you, leadership. There is no other way because, you know, when people are ignored, and then when they they can't write, you know, when when you have to complain, they are told you are told that you have to write an email. You don't even have a computer or a cell phone to write an email to the minister somewhere. But when you want to raise something, they say, write, go to an office. You don't even have money to transport yourself to town to attend to that office. So I'm just telling you to address the issue of violence. Okay, got when that. You are protesting. You're saying violence we happened must address before. the basics when oh. I Ashraf. All right, got that. You say the violence happened. The society must be dealt with. Therefore, we are going. No, we are not going to have any violence. All right. Got that, but Crystal does say continue because that worked before. Uh, I will get my expert to give us his opinion. Stanley, go ahead. Hello, Stanley. Hi, good evening, Ashraf. Good evening, just, go ahead. Uh, Thank you. I think uh, two of your previous calls, uh, you know, this uh, protest uh, method worked in the past. It has mm-hmm. to overthrow the government. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to work now. And the second point I'd like to make is that, you know, so, so often these things happen in the presence of police, and the police are standing and seeing. If you look at the, the last one, the protest uh, at the toll plaza, the guys were actually breaking into the trucks and stealing the stuff, and the police are standing there with the folded arms. It's going to go on until the police take action also. So, so do, you, do you have any sympathy for protesters when they... I mean, first of all, protesters who don't plunder, do you have sympathy for them? Then protesters oh, yeah, that I, plunder... I, I, I believe there should be a peaceful protest. So, you know, there should be a peaceful protest. But when people start plundering and so on, and, and my point is that the police are standing there with their arms folded and the guys are going, and they're taking and they're looting and they're going along. Even in this case is here... The police must have been there and seen the people doing this. And people need to be arrested, and uh, as the previous callers mentioned, that they need to be arrested and locked up. And this is the only way we're going to keep people arrested. Arrested and locked up. Thanks for that call, Thanks. Stanley. Appreciate that input. There we are. We've had a range of people. I'll try, I'll try and... and um, Ibrahim Siep is saying service delivery will be a good start. Uh, the same way the corrupt are punished, I guess, comes from Ash 1 BC, I think it is. Um, uh, another one, yesterday there were protests in Kimberley from the Duke of Kimberley. Absolutely nothing was destroyed. Fellow South Africans can learn from Kimberlites. Well, there you are. The Reverend says to educate them 24 years later. Why should we educate them? Uh, Zamani saying, hang the corrupt politicians who promised them everything for votes. And uh, Zipokazi Sigenu saying, why punish people that are already punished? There should be an arrest of a public servant each time. 
people take to the streets. Those are the people that need punishment. Uh, and uh, okay, uh, Zolunga saying, I think the leaders and councillors must pay because they are the reason of that protest. Pan-Africanists saying, first question should say, what's the impactful way to punish government officials failing to deliver matted goods to the masses? People are not supposed to strike if all promises get delivered, like government promised one or five million jobs or housing by what punishment they deserve. Uh, sentenced to hard labor, says Brazooks, uh, they must build what they destroyed or clean what they damaged. No warnings. Uh, and then Ash saying concurrent corruption in public order or peace is an obvious non-starter. There's quite a few more. I'll try and get to them. I want to get to Reverend uh, Molly Bansi. Uh, Reverend, the, the, the call that we had earlier on saying that it, were, it, it, it violence was the way in apartheid South Africa. It worked and therefore violence is being used again. And that's the only way. What, what do you feel about that? The, the, the gross violations of human rights and the destruction of property uh, will continue to be a crime in the apartheid and continue to be a crime even in the post-apartheid era in the democratic South Africa today. Because we, the, the thing is that we cannot uh, use uh, um, violent uh, protest matches so that people... Can, can, can be able to, to air their dissatisfaction with the particular municipality for lack of service delivery. That, that, that is not how it should be done. We should separate the criminal elements. We should be able to encourage people by law because to protest it's, it's, it's a legal, accepted and, uh, norm and, 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 and strategy for people who are dissatisfied to add their dissatisfaction to those in authority so that they could be listened to. Now, we should become a country that communicates and discuss issues. And, and what councils, sub-councils, these people must play a very important role in, 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 in making sure that they are speaking to their people, they explain problems of, 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 of service delivery to the people, they are working hand in glove with the people because they are, the, they are the reason and the means why people should make it economically. Okay, but poverty is a big threat in this country. But at the moment, you know, it's not happening, right? I mean, if, if, if service delivery was right, we wouldn't have the protests. And if the protests were done orderly or people came to solve problems, then we wouldn't have these things every single day. We wouldn't be having this discussion. Can we then say that whatever the friction is, it's not working? But the issue is that I want us to take us back to the drawing board because legally uh, people have the right to protest. They have the right to speak about their issues. And it's entrenched in the Constitution and in the law of this country. So let that be implemented. Let People, whoever they are, in whatever what they come from or municipality they're coming from, uh, sit down, draw up a petition, and begin to discuss this within their words and, 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 and where they are coming from, and begin to speak as a community and ensure that they rule out any uh, criminal elements in that particular match to voice the dissatisfaction. Okay. Well, point, point yeah, all right, let's leave it at that. Thank you for your time, uh, Reverend George, uh, Impo George Molibatsi, Director of the All Nations Evangelical Missions of Southern Africa. It's an issue that I think uh, is, is an ongoing discussion that we bound to need, well, we need to be having. It's bound to happen again uh, because, sadly, the issues 
of service delivery is a big problem in the country and it does appear like it is getting more and more violent by the day. And whether they are justified, they are looters, they are arsonists, do we, we can't simply allow that, can we? So think about that. We'll get an update on the World Cup scores just now. Let's now get to our late night serial. It's called The Book of Zone 6.